Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hi everyone, assalamu alaikum and welcome back to another episode of this Muslim Girl podcast. And today I am bringing you an episode that was suggested to me by someone on Instagram and they asked what were the tips that I would give to start off a new year on the right foot. Um, not really like what is a new year's resolution, my new year's resolutions or anything like that, but what are some things that I would suggest that would start the new year's on a good foot to help you achieve hopefully those goals or resolutions or whatever you want to call them for the new year so i kind of wanted to jump on that one first and record this episode based off of that one because i don't think it would catch much relevancy later on i mean it it could be because i mean in all honesty like who says that you have to start on january 1st or on a monday or any of that stuff but i know that like it tends to be a sort of habit and there's this like energy in the air in the new year where everyone wants to start fresh and so I just feel like it's good timing but of course if this is something that you're listening to and it's like I don't know August (laughs) um, it could still apply I truly believe that like any time is a good time to start new habits or to make change in your life to do better so I've written down a few of my tips to be honest a lot of them very generic I'm not coming up with anything that's like super um, groundbreaking but I will say that these things combined have changed my life tremendously and have helped me just be a lot more productive happy healthy all of that good stuff and so I'm gonna go through Uh, go through them I have about nine or ten that to me are the main pillars of good habits good practices that I think help set anyone up for success whether that's just you know your everyday job that you're going to in the morning whether it's reaching a goal for fitness or a business or anything like that anything that you want to develop in your life that you want to change improve I truly believe that these things work well and they really work well together so it's not like you can just take one I feel like you have to have a combination of most if not all and then I have two at the end that I think aren't as necessary and maybe after you know you've picked up a couple of really good habits and you find yourself in a really good place and so if you've already gotten to that point and you want to try something a little bit different um, I, I feel like these last two things that I'm going to mention at the very end are a great way of just elevating you know, what you're already feeling or taking it to the next level. So I'm just going to jump into the first one. And this is a, a first for many reasons. And it's because to me, it's the most important piece to all of these. I just feel like this is the foundation to everything else that's going to follow after. I know not everyone believes in maybe God or the existence of God or Um, in a religion specifically but I know a lot of my listeners are Muslim and so 
The first is to build your day or plan your day around your prayers. So as Muslims, we have five daily prayers that we pray. Um, they're pretty much spread throughout the day. Once I've established that habit or that like intention to um, plan my day around my prayers, and obviously this isn't the easiest thing to do, especially if you're working and you work like at an office and maybe there's not a place for you to pray or you're like constantly on the go but it also can apply to just when you're at home that let's say you're making plans and someone says that they want to go out or you have plans to go grocery run take a grocery ah go to the grocery store for a grocery run um that you would you know kind of plan it out and so like maybe it's you know 20 minutes before uh, salat al-dhuhr and so like you want to Maybe hold it off and just be conscious conscious of that so that you could pray and then that you can go out after. And the reason that I say this is because to me the five daily prayers are a moment where you stop and reorient yourself throughout the day, reorient your focus. Like sometimes we get so dragged by like the things that are happening, the stresses, the worries, the you know the the tasks that we're supposed to meet, um, timelines, deadlines just our own emotions, our you know, overthinking thoughts and it's like it's a moment for us to stop and to reorient ourselves and I just find that it's very therapeutic and it's interesting because obviously we see this a lot with people who meditate so so with like non-Muslims who practice meditation and, and do that like as soon as they wake up or in the middle of their day or before they go to sleep um, to just have that moment to take a pause and remove themselves a little bit from the worries of the world that allows them to, you know, breathe very well and calm their mind, calm their thoughts, calm their nervous system down. And I find that like, for me, obviously prayer does that. And so once you can establish a day where you know that you have the times allotted for those prayers or around the times of those prayers, then I find that it's so much easier to make them. And then therefore you're not having, you know, ending up praying three or four prayers all at once after your day is done and or not praying them at all because you find that you know it's already too late you're tired you find excuses for yourself which is not a good thing but and that that can be a topic on its own it's just like finding you know the consistency when it comes to salah and I can do an episode on that um, maybe with someone who has a lot more knowledge than I do I can only speak from my personal experience but I think that that's a, a very important piece so that's number one. Number two, something that I think, you know, alhamdulillah, <laughs> I was just like very blessed with naturally because I know it doesn't come easy to a lot of people, but waking up early is a game changer. I'm not going to lie. I've definitely had times where I've slept in and it feels good, but I find that after a certain amount of time, I tend to find myself wanting to um, wake up and get back into that routine where I'm up really early. And waking up early looks different for other people well, because I think that you know, it depends on when your day starts. So if your day doesn't start till like 9 or 10 a.m., let's say like that's your work schedule or you work later in the day, then that might look a little different. But basically, it's just to give you that space to be able to have moments for yourself and be proactive in other things early in the morning. It also, I'm, you know, there, there's, there's studies that show that like people who wake up earlier tend to be a lot more productive, um, have better sleep. Uh, I, I'm sure there's a list of of benefits but for me personally I can say that it does help my my mental health it makes me feel really good that I woke up early and it feels like my day is just so long to get a lot of things done I find that when I do sleep in and I do have some things to do I wake up and it's like the days escaped me because by the time I wake up I shower I clean up my room and 
you know, just even want to go get breakfast or make breakfast, the day just slips by and it's not even really breakfast anymore. Sometimes it's lunch. So waking up in the morning has really great benefits and it really helps you sleep better at night or like so that you're not having to stay up super late at night. And so yeah, that's going to be number two. I do want to say because I'm realizing it now as I'm speaking that a lot of what I'm listing is going to be very hard for a lot of people to even think about adapting and that's because I don't have any kids. I'm not a mother. So these things I imagine are very different for someone who's in that situation. So maybe maybe you know we need to ask someone who uh, is a mother, someone who's a father to see what good practices they've maybe implemented because I'm not someone who could speak on that Um, because I'm thinking about like waking up early and like you know that that's such a you know that's all I have to worry about right but I'm sure that for someone who has like a newborn or a toddler or even a kid in school like your your focus is on like them when you wake up your first thought is like I need to feed them I need to get them ready I need to do this etc so um, again, I am totally aware that this is not going to apply to everyone. This is just my own personal habits that I've adapted. And so that's what I'm going to be sharing. The next thing, which kind of ties into waking up early, and it is something that I actually have trouble with, which is going to sleep early. That's not necessarily a problem for me. I can sleep really early, but it's not being on your phone before going to sleep. And that's really hard because I feel like you can get really, you know, lost on your phone, whether that's messaging people or you're on certain apps and you're just kind of like going through each one, um, catching up on your day if you're especially busy. And so that's just your moment to, I don't know, catch up on news, on whatever's happening in the world with the people that you follow on social media. But I do think that there is um, a benefit to shutting off before you go to sleep. And so like maybe putting away electronics. Sometimes what I do, which I mean, arguably isn't isn't any different, but like watching TV. I mean, my screen is pretty far and watching TV can like allow me to relax, especially if it's like a comedy or a documentary, something that's like very calm and soothing that I know isn't going to affect my sleep. Sometimes I can be really triggered by certain content online, especially if it's like very violent or something and or triggers like something in me that then, you know, my, my mood is kind of messed up. And to just um, expand on that a little bit, what you follow on social media, like what you consume is going to have massive impact on your day, how you feel. And so I would just, I wouldn't even add this as a separate point. I would just add it as an extension, but really be conscious of like the type of content you consume. Go through the people that you follow and see how many people you can remove based off of just that their content isn't benefiting you in any way. You know, if there's something that, you know, someone posts and it tends to bother you more than it helps you or makes you feel good then that's probably someone that you should remove, especially when we're able to see into complete strangers' lives and what's going on. And we all know that social media is a facade for the most part and is a place where people curate their lives and they're showing you the best parts. And, you know, it's very much, it's a very thoughtful process in the way that they create their content. They know what they're doing when they're posting because they know how they want people to consume it. So it's not as, you know, organic. And I'm not I'm not saying everybody, but most people, it's not as natural as what you think is really happening in their lives. Um, 
you know, the reality of their life is, is that they could be struggling with a lot of things, but they choose not to show that. So just going through and maybe doing like a cleanse of your social media or purge of just things that don't serve you. I would also suggest like going and trying to find very positive inspirational type of accounts and that could be let's say you're someone who's really looking into investing or like financial literacy so like find you know pages that have a lot of content that's educational that can motivate you towards that if you're looking towards you know um getting into a healthy lifestyle then find stuff that's suited for that I wouldn't jump into the hardcore stuff because you also don't want to put yourself in a situation where you then start comparing yourself to like these unrealistic standards of you know people at the gym who spend like I don't know four hours in the gym like live breathe eat wake up sleep whatever the gym and so just more I would say realistic accounts that might be motivational and I find those and I actually find those usually in smaller accounts so like micro uh influencers I think is what they're called so like people who have like I don't know 5,000 10,000 followers so you know, they're not out there with like the eight high definition cameras and like the super edited photos. They're a lot more, I think, um, relatable. And those ones are the ones that probably would be really good for you to consume. But anyways, that's just that's just my two cents. But like cleanse your social media space, maybe even detox off of social media, like take a break off of it. Sometimes that does you really good, especially if you're like me and you can get easily distracted and spend a lot of time and boom, like two hours later, you're still on your phone laying on your bed. Please don't tell me I'm not the only one that does that because I know I'm not, but it it is a problem. And so I tend to go through little moments where I just delete a lot of apps or what I'll do is like I'll have, you know, my podcast and my um, nudist nook like on my uh, on my iPad so I can still access them if I get messages or I'm working on projects, but it won't be on my phone. So if I'm at if I'm outside, if I'm shopping, if I'm, you know, at a coffee shop, I'm not on my phone. I'm like really, you know present in the moment of whatever it is that I'm doing okay on to the next one um drinking water again something that I'm not very good at but I've been trying one of the best things that's really helped me with drinking a lot more water is I bought a 32 ounce um I don't know how many liters that is so for anyone that is doesn't live in the U.S. and doesn't use liquid ounces and uses liters sorry um you could do the conversion but um 32 ounce bottle that I take with me everywhere like even before I go out I just fill it up it stays in my car it'll stay cold the entire day and that way I'm always just reaching for it and and drinking and I also find that anything that has a straw I don't know why but it just it helps me drink more water if I have to lift the bottle up I mean is that does that make me lazy I don't know if I have to lift the bottle up it's just it's not attractive to me so I like something with a straw and yeah I got I think I got mine from Target but I fill it up I always make sure it's in my room right next to my bed and I try to make a conscious effort to drink that and that bottle is specifically just for filtered water um I do like uh adding or drinking flavored water but I'll just you know either I'll add a little bit of like pomegranate juice into my water or I'll do crystal light don't ask me if that stuff is good or not for you. I just, I drink it and I like it and it helps me drink tons of water. And I only just put a little bit because I just like a little hint of flavor. I've also really been loving sparkling water. But again, I don't know how, you know, well that works when we talk about hydration and like how much water you're intaking. But those are like the things that really helps me. Um, when I go out to eat, I always order um, a cup of water 
I don't, I rarely drink like soda drinks or like mixed drinks or anything like that. Um, but I always find that if I, you know, order water, I'm like drinking as I'm waiting for my food. When my food comes, I'm drinking water. So uh, just trying to put water wherever I can in front of me. And that way I'm able to remember to drink because if I do not have water in front of me, I do not get thirsty. Like aside from the summer, like I will not get thirsty and it's really rare that I'll crave water if I'm not feeling dehydrated from like working out or from, you know, heat, that's probably it. Like I, I can drink coffee all day, every day and I, and you know, I, I'd survive. But then my skin, my body, the headaches, all that stuff, it's not good. So drinking lots of water, um, you know, all of these things are going to be interconnected in a way and what they all really lead to is feeling good about yourself. Like you're nourishing your body. You're taking care of this vessel that is housing your soul and when you take care of it, it will take care of you and I think that's like, you know, really the, that's really what the goal is, is to take care of this body that inshallah is going to take you through, you know, the entirety of your life and not just take you through it, but take you through it. Having a quality of life that means, you know, feeling good, not having chronic pains, not having trouble with sleep, not having trouble with eating, um, you know, health is one of those things that like I think we can easily take for granted because when we don't have a problem, it's, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But the second something happens, the second something bothers us, we're uncomfortable, we're in pain, we have any type of ailment where, you know, suddenly like we remember like what it was like before. Um, anyways, so the next one is to move your body. This one, I, I think I, I didn't mention this before, but Aside from the first one, these are not in any type of specific order. I think I was just writing them down. So the next one is to move your body. And again, that's going to look different for everyone. Some of, you know, some people might already be pretty active going to a gym or runners into sports. And so that, you know, that's probably not even an issue for them. But I think it's important that we get into the habit of moving our bodies one way or another, especially since... Um, since COVID, I think a lot of people, if they did have a gym routine or they had a workout routine or they were just doing stuff before, it might have changed. And you having to pull yourself out of, you know, the the quarantine kind of, you know, lockdown at home phase that we experience, and it's hard to get back into that routine. So um, this could be just taking a walk. This could be going to a shopping center or like a, a Target, a Walmart, and just walking around. Because I think that just even 20 to 30 minutes of walking is better than nothing. And then if you could do more at home, like stretching, yoga, at-home workouts, you could do like jump rope. Obviously, you could go to the gym. You can go hiking. There's a lot of things that you can do, but just to get your body moving. And so for me, I think on a good week, I probably am active five to six days a week. But it would look different on each day. It's not like I do the same thing. So maybe two to three times a week, I might go to the gym. Um, other days, I might do workouts at home at least once a week. It's usually on a weekend. I go on a hike. Um, if I'm working from home and I feel like I've just been sitting down all day and I want a change of scenery, depending obviously on the weather, if it's nice, I'll go outside. But if it's not, then I'll go to Target, which is one of my favorite places and just kind of like walk around. And I find that that's just very, I don't know, cathartic for me. And it just, it feels good. And I know that like I'm doing, you know, just moving my body a little bit. Maybe this should have been the second thing that I talked about, but like moving your body, especially right when you wake up is so 
so important. Like we really have to take care of our bodies. We are so blessed with, you know, youth and privileged with youth being young that our bodies still are getting us through a lot and is able to be resilient to a lot. But if we don't take care of it now, we're going to get to a point where, you know, you're going to have to be reactive to a lot of conditions and ailments and I think that that's like for me that's what motivates me to stay healthy is like I don't want to be reactive because I don't know to what extent the damage would be done at that point and so I don't want to have to like go through that process of like trying to fix myself or trying to figure out if there's ways that I can you know heal whatever problem it could be so I just I'd rather do my part and then if god forbid I you know people fall ill all the time and they're healthy but at least I know that I didn't play part in that downfall, if that makes sense, or like in that health condition or anything that I would experience in my health or wellness that I didn't take part in. I think that that would bring me a lot of peace because we all know that like with physical ailments comes mental ailments. Like people who are physically ill also tend to struggle mentally because they're thinking about their condition and it's it brings them down and I think one thing for sure I wouldn't want to deal with is the blaming myself or feeling like I did this to myself and you know having regrets I guess in some way and so so yes moving your body now moving to the next point because I can talk about that probably for a whole podcast but I won't um invest in your mental health slash self-care so very similar to your body, like I would say very, very similar. It's just a different part of who you are, right? So the same way that you would take time to, I don't know, work out, go on a walk or whatever, like take time or moments for yourself to be present, be in the moment, practice mindfulness. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mindfulness was one of those things where I was just like, it sounds really silly because I'm just like, okay, yeah, so I'm here. And what? Like, this isn't helping my situation. Um, and it wasn't until like I read more about it and like my therapist kind of was more persistent about it that it actually helped me and I think that subhanallah like a lot of the stuff that I learned through my mental health journey I found um that Islam prescribes a lot of things that really address some of those things it's just not maybe you know presented in that way it's not presented as mindfulness but when we talk about khushu' and and salah and like you know that being present in that moment that it's just between you and God I think is very similar to what I don't know western or like modern day mindfulness is or resembles but I think it's very important that you have to find what helps you lift yourself up what boosts your mood and 
continue with that, create habits out of those things. And so that could be drives with like some really good music. That could be going to a park and sitting and reading a book. That could be talking to people, going out with friends. That could also mean the opposite. That could be, you know, spending time alone, um, watching a movie uh, by yourself. Like everyone is different. And so some people, what helps them is like being extroverted and and going out and that boosts their mood and other people it actually does the opposite and so for them it would be you know spending some time alone working on things that make them happy uh you know maybe it's doing your nails or doing something creative whatever it is but you just have to find that 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 thing that makes you feel good and with that you can incorporate like a self-care routine which is basically taking care of yourself um, and this goes for both men and women but you know taking care of your skin taking care of your hair just taking care of yourself so that you feel good that you look good and all of that is going to boost your confidence make you feel good it's going to overall boost your mood and how you feel next i would say um and again this might not apply to everyone but if you're someone who has a lot of responsibilities at home Maybe this is something that's applicable to mothers, parents, older siblings, older daughters especially, the ones who have a lot going on, is spending one hour a day, maybe not every day, but like on most days, doing something that is just for you. If you are someone who is an empath, if you are someone who is very giving and a reliable person, you are the go-to person to most people around you, it is really important that you find times in your day where you do something and it benefits absolutely no one but yourself. Because what happens is you tend to overextend yourself and it's, it's something that maybe you don't recognize immediately but over time it's going to be something that is going to negatively affect you i remember reading a quote that and i'm gonna butcher it but hopefully you get the gist of it but basically it was like if you're an empath and you don't have self-awareness or like creating boundaries with with other people not overextending yourself then that becomes self-sabotage because you allow people to not take advantage of you because maybe that's not their intention but you overly make yourself available and you'll always make up an excuse for the way that people treated you for the reasons why you're putting other people as a priority before yourself obviously there's instances where you know someone else might take a priority because if there's a circumstance that is you know more important than whatever it is you need to do but I'm talking about where it becomes more often than not that you're willing to put your own self or sacrifice your own needs for other people so now the interesting about this point is that it could be an hour for any of the things above because a lot of those things i've already listed like waking up early working out investing in your mental health whatever it is that hour could be whatever your heart desires but it needs to be something that is beneficial to you sometimes that could be checking out that could be you turning off your phone turning on a movie you know, sitting, watching something alone, reading a book, it could be a time for a creative outlet. Um, you know, if you are someone who is creative like me, maybe take on something that you've never tried before. I've always loved, you know, dabbling in other things. Sometimes it works, sometimes it absolutely is a disaster, but it's totally fine because it's it's an experience uh, nonetheless. And so spending one hour a day that is strictly for you doing something that you love 
I think is very important. And one hour maybe isn't enough for some people. Like if you have a lot more time, then that's great. But I think one hour minimum, for especially for people that are really busy, if you can do that, if you are married and you have a partner, maybe that's something you guys can work on together. Having that communication and, and letting the other person know like, look, I need an hour to do something for myself. Sometimes it's just to go out for a drive. Maybe you want to go shopping or go to a coffee shop and just sit and people watch for an hour. And then you can do that for them. You know, maybe then you can give them that one hour that they can go and do something for themselves. But I always think it's very important that you don't lose your sense of self and who you are all the while trying to take of every take care of everyone else around you. My next point is to be a tidy person. I don't understand how people can be productive in untidy spaces. Like that could never be me. I can't even function like to leave my room without my room being tidy. And anyone that like lives with me knows this, but... It's very important for me that my space is tidy. And I'm going to go out on a limb and kind of expose myself, to be honest. I really do think that I have a slight problem because I think I'm almost like an extreme version of this. But like I will go down to the kitchen and before I even make myself coffee or breakfast, like I make sure the kitchen is clean. So let's say someone woke up before me and, you know, cooked something or made coffee. And so like there might be some dishes or, you know, some, I don't know, milk. Um, some almond milk on the counter or a plate out that doesn't sit well with me and I know a lot of people are probably listening to this thinking like that's really weird no you should go you know talk to someone about this I have I have definitely talked to someone about this I'm working on it but I I like to clean first and I just I'm that person I'm that person that like lights a candle I make my coffee I make my breakfast it just it feels good to me and so you don't, I'm not saying that that's the extreme version that anyone should take on, but I do think it's important that if you work from home, um, if you're just at home and you're wanting to find yourself being productive when it comes to you know going to the gym or getting your day started, uh, work related, whatever it is, wake up and like tidy your your environment, tidy the space around you, and you'll see that in a tidier environment, you'll just feel a lot more relaxed and motivated to want to do things I think that sometimes you know an unmade bed is like super tempting throughout the whole day I feel like you see your bed unmade and it's like oh it looks very comfortable like I just want to jump back in but when you make your bed it looks so tidy and clean that you like don't want to mess it up so you don't you're not going to find yourself being attracted to it I guess I don't know maybe this is me and I'm not making sense but I do think that tidying your environment is very important it also helps you become very it just makes life easier. I, I think also being tidy makes life easier. Like for example, when I reorganize my drawers um, over winter break, I find that it's so much easier to prepare for the gym the night before because like everything is so organized and set. Like I know what drawer to open for my tops, you know, my for my bottoms and all that stuff. It's just so easy. Whereas before it wasn't as tidy. I was like rummaging through stuff and like where did I put this, you know? So it's not going to get in the way of that process of like me preparing myself to go to the gym and so it's just one less barrier so I do think it removes barriers it's easy to find the things that you want it's easy to sit in a clean environment and to like focus on the work that you need to do because then you're not eyeing like how messy you know your space is so I just think tidying your environment is just like super super good for being productive and setting yourself up for success for whatever goals that you have okay so I have two more and then I 
I think I'm done. Um, and then I'll go on to the the other two that are not so you know important or are like if you if you can get most of these, then I think the last two can apply to you. But they're not they're not that important. I wouldn't jump to the last two. Um, here's a thought: surround yourself with good people. What does this mean? Um, or let me elaborate. Good people. This is people who are good for your heart. You know, good for your dean. Good for healthy habits. Good people, people who inspire you, people who support you, people who uplift you. And if you cannot find those type of people or if you have people in your life that are, especially if they're very close to your life, it's one thing to have like an acquaintance or someone that you know. It's another thing to keep those people really near and dear to your heart. You have to really distance yourself from people who do not bring you anything or do not bring you any positivity or inspiration or support. It, it really changes a lot about you when you can be surrounded by people who understand you. Um, and, and again, just positive people. You, you, are, you are highly influenced by the company that you keep. And so if you are on a journey to strengthen your DN, if you're on a journey to you know, improve your health and wellness, if you're on a journey to grow, I don't know, business or career goals, you need to surround yourself with like-minded people because if you don't, then they're either going to look at you like you're crazy and maybe, you know, make you feel weird for having those type of goals and aren't going to be there to support you and uplift you. Um, but also, like, you could be replacing them or having the right people in your life that are going to lift you on the days that you feel your lowest, the days that you feel like giving up, the days where you're, like, unsure about what the hell you're doing. You reach out to certain people or you're surrounded by those people. They're going to be there to like hold your hand to remind you of like why you started this in the first place and I mean alhamdulillah I'm very happy and lucky to to have people like that in my life and I think both those people and myself know that mutually we are where we are in life because we've been able to be in each other's lives in that way where any good any positive progression any Anything, like anything that has been good for me, my mental health, my spirituality, all of that stuff has been supported by those people who are closest to me, who, who, who have nurtured those things inside of me and allowed me to like really grow and blossom into, you know, into the goals and into those journeys that I wanted. So that's a very important piece. And anyone who does not provide you that you know, you just got to either cut them off or distance yourself. Sometimes you can't really cut people off because they might be too close. You know, maybe there's a history, whatever it might be. That's why we distance ourselves. That's for those people. And then for people that there's no, there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't cut them off and they serve no purpose in your life and they're not family or whatever, cut, you know, or what's, what does that lady say in, in the video? Block, 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 do that whatever, whatever that means to you, cutting them off, distancing yourself, letting time pass and just letting that relationship die away, um, letting that relationship fade away because you owe it to yourself to put yourself first, okay? Um, and that leads to the last one, which is, it's a very cliche, but be kind to yourself. And this is actually a really good one to end on because it is the beginning of the year and a lot of people are obviously, you know, thinking about the next year. What are their goals? What are they planning on doing? And the reality of it is, is like no one's going to reach all of their goals. 
you're going to have moments of high where you're like, yes, I'm on a roll. Like I feel great. And then you're going to have moments of low where you're just like, what am I doing? This isn't what I thought it was. I'm a failure. Why did I think I could do this? You're going to question yourself. And in those moments, this is where this applies. You need to be kind to yourself. And the way that I look at it and what's really helped me, what's really helped me with this specifically is when I, you know, like through therapy, I learned about you really um, pulling yourself, not just yourself, but sometimes other people, but like out of um, specific, let's say, roles or titles that you put people on. So like self, like I am myself. So I can say whatever I want to myself, right? Because it's just me. But for whatever reason, I might have a filter when I'm talking to someone else. And so I've learned that like I have to, in a way, put a filter like that on when I talk to myself. So for example, if a friend of mine comes to me and says, you know what, I'm really struggling, like I've been putting in all this work and I'm not seeing results, I'm not going to sit there and be like, yeah, you're a failure. I'm wondering if you should just give up. Like, no, you're going to be that person who's going to reinforce um, some positive some positivity back into them you're going to try to be a source of encouragement like you're going to support them right you would never say those negative things so like why would you say that to yourself and I it was like an aha moment I was like yeah that's right why would I say that to myself so sometimes what I do is I have to take a second and I have to say okay I have to imagine that someone else came to me with this problem or feeling the way I feel, how would I respond to them? And that's how I started responding to myself because I had to be kinder to myself. It's not fair that I, you know, would put myself down even more than what I felt. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm very honest with myself. If I feel like I'm doing something that is toxic or bad or, you know, like, I'll call myself out. But like, for the most part, like natural, you know, ups and downs in life and you know, moments of where you don't, you're like question yourself, like that's natural. And so that's been very, very beneficial. And something else that like is in line with this that I also remember is remember from like this practice is when we talk about our younger selves, we tend to be very critical. Like we'll, you know, make fun of the way that we looked when we were young, or we would talk about how like dumb or stupid or silly or immature, whatever it was that we were at a certain age. And like, we really talked down to our younger selves and then I realized like if my younger self was present today as a let's say 13 14 year old girl like I talk about her in a way that if she was in front of me as an actual girl and like I, I work with youth a lot like I have nieces and nephews like I'm very used to working with you know younger boys and girls and I would never talk to them the way that I talked about myself and, and yet here I am like saying certain things about myself. And I, I'd say it's probably more about like looks when I see pictures of myself and I'm like, oh, like I was so ugly or like, you know, I just, I make fun of the way that I looked, my physical features. And I think everyone looked not their best. Obviously when they was young, it was before skincare. It was before certain products that might help, you know, you look good. It was before we knew how to, before we knew how to like style ourselves and, you know, just do a lot of things that might help today, but also like our faces and our bodies were still growing. We're still evolving and changing into the person that we are, you know, today. And so I, I, I remember I was talking to my niece once and she mentioned something about her looks and I was like, no, like don't talk to yourself like that. Like you are beautiful and, you know, 
words matter. You have to be really careful of like the way that you speak to yourself. And then I realized like I do that when I see older pictures of myself. Like that's I'm literally telling her not to do something, but I'm I'm doing it just because I'm, you know, years and years beyond that age. It doesn't mean that that, that that's okay. And I think it still is powerful to just remember to be kind to your, yourself today, your future self, and even like your younger self. And so it's always imagine if it was another person. Take yourself out of the equation. How would you talk to that person? And that's what you need to do. Talk to yourself in that way and be kind to yourself. Okay, so that was my list. I think I'm done. I'll just say two more things. And that is, and I won't even like really expand on it, but if you feel like, I, I do most of these most of these things, like I'm pretty good. I'm trying to find new ways to find purpose or feel good about myself in the new year. Two things. One, find a creative outlet. I don't care what that is. Just find it. It's It's super therapeutic. It's super rewarding. And usually the process is just as, exciting and enjoyable as like the outcome so whether that's writing creating you know different types of art that could be even like stuff on social media content creating that could be coding like really anything just find something that you find creative and like get into it find something new to do and if the first thing doesn't work out try something else and keep going until you find the thing that you like um the second thing the second thing is to volunteer slash give back and that could be in many different ways that could be with you know money if you have it's whatever really that you have to give so if it, if money is the thing that you have to give give back with your money if it's time if it's knowledge if your skills if it's physical you know uh ability give back. There's so many ways to give back to people in your community, to people in your family, to people in your life, to nonprofits, to really anything. Like there's not a shortage of different ways that you could give back. There's stuff online. Like you could literally tutor kids online for free. Um, So just go online, Google, see the ways that you could give back, but try to find something that's super selfless that you can do. And I think that that's a great way to feel fulfilled and feel like you're doing something um, you know, just good for the world, for the environment. Maybe you go on walks and you pick up trash. I don't know. Um, but again, I think it just, it helps. When you talk about people who deal with depression or mental health issues and you, you look at what um, like doctors and therapists recommend for them, a lot of it is like giving back and usually that that's a great way to help find some purpose in life and feel fulfilled, etc. So you really... Like you, the only thing you can do is like benefit from it. So it's a great thing. But obviously, if that's something that you can, so that's gonna be my last uh, two. I hope that this was helpful in some way. I know that some of this stuff sounds pretty generic, but I swear, like application, application, application. Like something sounds really silly until you start applying it into your life, and then you're like, oh, I get why everyone's talking about drinking water. Like it really does help your skin and boost your mood and get rid of headaches and stuff. But it's such a simple concept that's so hard to apply sometimes and adapt. So just apply, apply, apply. And consistency is obviously key. But remember, be kind to yourself. I hope that you guys all are able to reach whatever hopes and dreams and goals and whatever it is that you're looking forward to in the new year. And I hope that you make a lot of progress in those goals. But remember, if you don't and things go the opposite direction and not the way that you expected, just know that that's okay. You just have to pivot. Life's all about pivoting. 
So thank you to the person on Instagram. I'm sorry, I don't remember who suggested it exactly, but thank you so much for suggesting this. Uh, I actually had a really great time kind of working through this and coming up with stuff. And as always, you can follow This Muslim Girl Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, you will find the latest info slash content for the podcast and the latest uploads of episodes. And I'll see you guys on the next episode, inshallah. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.